Ali, hello. Hello, hello, and welcome to <laughs> Uva Ball Raw USA. I'm Gary Otto. This is Uva Ball as well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good without Germany in the World Championship. Uh, uh, that was a hard hit, but US is out also. And Canada is out. So the World Championship continues in Qatar. But uh, we're not watching any game anymore. So... Uh, <clears throat> That is about the World Championship, but I mean, there are so many other subject matters, of course, more important uh, as the Soccer World Championship. But you can imagine Germany is very deeply depressed about getting out. Oh, boy, that sucks. Yeah. So I think U.S. and Canada are very good pre uh, preparing for in four years when the World Championship is in Canada, U.S. and Mexico. So I think they're getting stronger and stronger. And in four years, I think uh, the U.S. will have a competitive team uh, to may, may do stay longer in the in the tournament. You know, so yeah, that would be good. And I just read in the New York Times that the Iranians abolishing their morality police. Oh yeah, that they even had a morality police is so <laughs> actually kind of totally absurd in a way, but. Uh, because they had all the demonstrations from that woman, from the woman and other people uh, recently. And in comparison to China, they adjusting to reality. So they give in that the population doesn't want this kind of limitations anymore with the car and all that stuff. And I think there's a very positive thing, you know, that it shows that Iran is able to grow, to change. And that is a good sign, you know? Yeah. Yeah, hopefully hopefully things change exactly. I agree. Yeah. So when is that Herschel Walker uh, uh, runoff thing? Now? Or is it on Tuesday? Or when is that exactly? That's a good question. I don't know. I know that it's coming up really soon. I don't think it's today. I think because today's Sunday. So. Yeah, so they do it maybe Tuesday. I think on the 6th. Nicolai. Yeah. So, and uh, I mean, the funny thing is that now it came out he's not even a resident there. Where, where is he running? Ohio? He, yeah, he's a resident of Texas, isn't he? Or something yeah. like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it is the best. It's like, I'm not living in that, in, in the state, I'm actually campaigning and I forget <laughs> about the state. But I felt, yeah, I have better chances here. So, whatever. You know, it's, it, it's kind of only the, the amalgamation of total nonsense with Herschel Walker. So it's just like... Uh, well, the guy can barely even string together a sentence that makes sense. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> it's like he can't even fucking speak, let alone running for fucking senator. Like, please. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's, it's, it's really unbelievable. But I mean, it will be very close. I think the election will be not a landslide win for the Democrats. But I hope they will win it, you know. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll so, have to see. Yeah, we see. Then Bolsonaro in Brazil, he finally, of course, said also the election was rigged. But it's, I think he came a little too late. I didn't hear anything anymore from the Brazil election. It looks like uh, people moved on. And, yeah, it took him about three weeks to say, it's rigged. And you were surprised last time. You expected him to instantly say it. 
and he was quiet. So I, I think that no one's going to take him seriously. It, I think he waited way too long. Yeah. I mean, it's also like when you Google it, uh, it's, there is nothing in it. Uh, it's like just Lula beats Bolsonaro and, uh, uh, on on November, il, no, 2nd of November, they said it's over. Bolsonaro tells Supreme Court. Uh, I mean, it's, there's nothing to do anymore. It's over. So I, I don't know. So uh, the city, the election count uh, found no fraud. So, uh, I mean, he yeah. knows it's on the total. And everybody in Brazil is now giving a shit about it because they're all following the World Cup in the desperate hope that they win after a long, long, long time, a world championship again. So I, during during soccer, like a world championship in Latin America with Argentina and Brazil, nothing else matters. Like nothing else matters. They would not pay any attention to any election right now. So good that they did the election before the world championship. Wow, they're that uh, big into sports that nothing else matters? <laughs> yeah, of, totally. It's, it's everything for them. I wow. mean, uh, uh, when, when you see yesterday when Argentina won with Messi, they, the Argentinians have the most fans in Qatar of all countries on the planet. Wow. There are like 50,000, 60,000 people from Argentina in Qatar. There's a long trip. And, you know, from Europe, you can fly to Qatar in four or five hours. But from Argentina, you fly like 15 hours. But there's still way more people from Argentina as from England, as from France or Spain or whatever. So that shows how crazy soccer lovers they are. Well, you heard that story about the there was um, a referee who got his head ripped off because they didn't like the play that he uh, called in soccer or something. Like the crowd came in and ripped off his fucking head, um, in, but but not in the world championship, like in a no, in, in like a little soccer match in in Brazil or whatever. Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, but there was that one guy from Iran who got shot in Iran. There was a guy who was happy that Iran got uh, lost in the world championship, and he's dead. They killed him. So, oh wow. Uh, and it was, and yeah, and he was a good friend of one of the national players. So he was a celeb- celebrity himself. And he, uh, I don't know, he got shot there. So, I mean, soccer a lot of times uh, is, a mir- is a mirror of politics and a mirror of the like wars and stuff like this. There was even in, in years and years ago was a soccer war. I think Uruguay and Chile or whatever uh, uh, went in a total soccer war. Uh, uh, let's see, soccer war, Latin America, but it's like a football war, the hundred hour war uh, between El Salvador and Honduras in 1969. So there was a soccer game in the beginning. And uh, then I think, let's see who won. Uh, It was a qualification to the world championship 1970. And then it totally escalated into a war between both countries. So a 900, 2,100 dead. And then they, they called it a day and forgot it. So, yeah. Then we talked about Trump already, about the, the whole Kanye West. He's 
banned on Twitter now. Oh, well, we haven't even mentioned that on the show. So in the past couple days, Kanye West, just this is for our listeners, just to keep them up to speed when they're listening to what we're talking about. Kanye West has tweeted anti-Semitic things. He went on um, Alex Jones's show and said that he loves Hitler and he loves the things that Hitler does. And Alex Jones tried to get him to say, well, you mean the, the clothing, right? You know, and then Kanye West, went, no, no, I, I mean the man, like he's awesome. So Kanye has officially lost his fucking mind and he's a Nazi now. He's a black Nazi. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, I Twittered it right last week that to say it would be better to take him off the grid, like off all social media and off the public eye. Uh, for his own ben- benefit, for his own mental health. I think it's very important to give him a chance in a clinic or whatever to recover. So you think that he is in the midst of like some kind of a mental breakdown right now? Absolutely. Okay. He was that before, right? I watched a documentary about him on Netflix and I, I he was before a total lost uh, case com- completely out of it. But this is like a whole new level. No, that absolutely. I mean, that, that is really like he's completely done. And uh, I, I, I think, but, but that is what I mean. It's like he is now uh, maybe even suicidal. You know, it's like with Kanye West, I would be not surprised we're waking up. Look, when you, when you read the news always, every week is a rapper dead. Every week a guy is overdosing or a woman. Oh, every week. You have 50, 60, 100 dead per year uh, out of that celebrity, LA, music, acting kind of world. And so I would be not surprised if one day we wake up and he's dead. I felt also extremely like almost in, insane. So he finished his divorce and uh, with Kardashian. And so nobody pays anybody anything besides he pays $200,000 a month child support. Yikes. Yeah. So, and I, I don't think he can. I, I, I mean, I, I see him within the next 12 to 18 months going completely under. He lost all his income. Well, he's going to have to find a way because the court the court is just going to adjust his income you know what i mean yeah but then he has to pay two thousand bucks well no they're, <laughs> if they, he has but nothing they... left he cannot pay so much money i mean kardashian she has so much money she doesn't really need his money but yeah. i think also this absurdity to say i pay two hundred thousand a month child support i mean what the f- <laughs> did you hear the money. other condition 2.4 million bucks a year is child support i mean what are they doing like golden shoes and of course, they have gold <laughs> shoes. But the thing is, like, it's so absurd. The world they're living in, like, money has no value for all that people who make so easy, so fast money. Yeah. No, I agree. You know, he's, it's like he's totally warped. He's fucking demented. The money has made him demented. No, but but I mean, but, but the Kardashians also. There are too many celebrities. They're making too much money too fast now. Even soccer players. Think about that stupid advertising uh, clips David Beckham did for Qatar. Oh. Uh, uh, you know, he made like a, a John Oliver folded it into pieces in the HBO show. So Beckham gets 180 million euros from Qatar for the next 10 years as just ambassador 
for Qatar. A hundred eighty million. That Ronaldo, the player, has no job right now. He got fired by Manchester United, and he's very old. He basically is done, right? But he's of course one of the biggest superstars of soccer of all times. Maybe the biggest with Messi. And Saudi Arab offered him ninety-five million euro to play in the Saudi Arab league for four months. Oh boy. 98-95 million euro. And that is the thing, even the German completely losers who went out in the pre-round basically this time again, they're making each one and a half million euro a month. So, and that is the thing. It's like, why sports stars and also movie stars a lot of times spending so ruthlessly or, or ruthlessly or, or have no clue about money is because they're getting it to, so easy. Yeah. They're getting too easy, too much money. And I think it's ridiculous. You know, it's, yeah. it's where's the honor of money? Where's like this kind of, okay, you should get paid by the box office. You should get paid by the real success. But all of this is off the charts. And uh, especially also in sports, like if you're a great basketball player, you know, basically one season and you're done for life financially. In earlier years, like a Michael Jordan, he had to play at least five, six, seven seasons before he made real big money. Yeah. You know, and now you get big money off the bat. Like you're great in college. Now you get a contract as a, a, a basketball player or a baseball player or a, a American football player. And, and you, you get like 10 million a year as a rookie. It's ridiculous. You know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're getting overpaid. Yeah. No, totally overpaid. And and, and other people getting their nothing. Yeah. You know, they're just like uh, ending up with absolutely nothing. And I think it's kind of rid ridiculous how money gets distributed. And it, that kind of celebrity thing fits into the whole tendency worldwide that the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. It's a tendency what what and the middle class dissolves. It's a tendency what what is on for a long time now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and we're slowly seeing the middle class degrade for sure. Yeah, you know, so and uh yeah. I mean nothing new in the Ukraine war. Um well Putin uh, fell, he fell down the stairs. Yeah, I didn't saw this so far. Uh, so, uh, I don't know if that's what, true what or happened? where they, where they got that. What I have no fucking clue. All I know is Putin fell down the stairs and then somebody made up some crap that like he peed his pants or something. But I don't uh, I don't know. The news would never give that kind of detail. So something tells me that it's like a troll. It's not real. Maybe Putin fell. But the part with him poop pooping and peeing his pants seems a little bit extreme. Like, <laughs> they would not put that on Russian TV, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, but, That's what uh, they're saying on Twitter. That's what they're saying on Twitter. Here is, like, on Sky News, it's he slipped down five stairs, causing him to involuntarily defecate. Yeah, see? So, yeah, I know, but it's, I mean, uh, you know. But who the, would they report that? Would they really report that? No, I mean, Sky News is, of course, Murdoch, right? And uh, I don't see here uh, any evidence to it. You know, where's the video? Yeah, exactly. It sounds like it sounds like they're just trying to embarrass him. Do you know yeah. what I mean? 
No, and, and, and I think also that, that, you know what the problem is? The problem is that there is a lot of, uh, not only speculation, but also a lot of basically this kind of West uh, fake news now about yeah. Putin's health or about the war. The, the funny thing is like in Germany, I watch always the, the TV discussions and as soon you say something like we want peace or something, you are a Putin lover. You are a, 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 a nut, basically. Yeah. So yeah. because the, the, the tendency is like whatever is a war crime, whatever. And then when somebody said in, in a talk show recently, it, everybody said that he is putting bombs into the infrastructure in Ukraine so that they don't have electricity. That is a war crime. And then another guy, like a more military guy, said, no, that is war. That's not the war crime. That is what everybody would do who is in a war and wants to weaken the other party, the other people. But right? yeah. I mean, if you have the chance to cut off their electricity and power and heat and food, of course you do this because you want that they lose. So, and, and that is the thing that we, that we now name everything war crimes. Y yes, you can say it's an, it's a, it's a, that the start of the war was a crime, a hundred percent. But when yeah. you're in a war, then a crime is like the My Lai massacre. That is a crime or the Holocaust is a crime in the second world war. But you cannot say that just the, the crime is now basically every action you do in a normal war. I mean, if you have a war, of course you fight with tanks and airplanes and you shoot bombs and you throw grenades and you have firefights and whatever, and that there are people dying and soldiers dying and also civilists dying if you, if you fight in, in cities. Uh, that has nothing to do with war crimes. War I think crimes war... like you take civilists out of a house and you shoot them all in the head. That is a war crime. Or if you like rape all the women or something. Yes, that are war crimes. But you cannot say because he shot into the electricity uh, uh, um, factory in front of Kiev and Kiev now has no electricity. Wait, wait, that is not a crime. That is what every normal general, every normal person who is in a war and fighting against another country and another soldiers would totally do. I mean, uh, you know, it's like when, when America... Uh, fought against Iraq twice. Uh, of course, they bombed first strategic point. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, everything else would be completely idiotic. Yeah. To say, like, we let's throw all our bombs first in the desert to warn them. You know, total <laughs> bullshit. Of course, when you say we're fighting, then you're fighting. And then, you, of course, you bomb, of course, they're weird birds. So, I mean, in a way, also that they're all saying now the war is a genocide is also total bullshit. You know, I mean, a genocide, if you have 35 million or 40 million, almost 40 million Ukrainians, and you have so far under the civilists, like people living there, under 50,000 people dead. Yeah. So how can it be a genocide? I mean, if the Russians would go in and would say, we do a genocide, they would just nuke Kiev and two million people are toast. That is a genocide. But, but I mean, it, it, it doesn't make any sense to say that is a genocide. I think actually that this war uh, is eager not to kill a lot of civilists so far. Yeah. I think it's the opposite to a genocide.
Well, if you look at the numbers, the Russian side has lost a lot more than the Ukrainian side. Yes, over 100,000 mm-hmm. soldiers are dead, right? And the Ukrainians, I think 50 or 60,000 soldiers are dead, and maybe 30, 40,000 uh, um, um, civilists, right? So, I mean, we can Google it during we speak. Yeah, death toll. So, uh, death toll to Ukraine. Let's see. So, we do yeah, everything updated. Uh, so look, uh, so far till November 6 are 16,400 civilians dead. Okay. The casualties only, 6,490 killed and 9,972 injured till, till November. So we have one, one month later, so you maybe add two, three, two, three thousand bucks, right? So, but, uh, I mean, think about that. That is nothing. Yeah. That is nothing. Think about the first world war. Like between France and Germany alone, three million dead. And uh, in the first world war, I mean, the second world war, we don't even have to start. There were in the end 50, 60 million people dead. Like Germany killed almost 13 million Russians. Oh my God. In the second world war. I mean, but that was a genocide or an attempt of a genocide. That was like war without rules. That was like, we go for it. Yeah. You know, and that is not the case in Ukraine. So I think that is all in a way, I hate that, you know, the rhetoric, the wrong rhetoric, the wrong, uh, like basically definitions of things. And because that makes it so much harder to find in any form peace, to find in any form to get, to get over it. So it's. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Now things are things are tough right now. Yeah, and it's like uh, uh, everybody is excited that Ukrainians uh, continue like this, and I'm excited too. I don't want that the Ukrainians lose. I don't want that the Ukrainians die, but I want that the war ends. Yeah, you know, I want the war ending to get over it, so we can move forward in fighting like climate change and other more pressuring, catastrophic uh, uh, situations. And you're also more of a realist. You go with facts, and yes. even yeah, yeah, you know. So, uh, nah, yeah. And then you know what happened this week after 26 years. I got even small, but I got film subsidies in Germany for, oh. for my documentary over the Banditos Motorcycle Club. They gave me 30,000 euro subsidies. Oh, wow. To, to support the, I mean, I didn't have the money on my account, but they called me that they want to give it to me. Uh, I filed it here in the town where I am, basically in the state of, of Rheinland-Pfalz. And here's only a small film subsidy station. They have only a little over a million a year, but they're not so tainted like the other ones, the bigger ones, because you get like half a billion bucks subsidies in Germany in total. Yeah. Like there's a lot of money and they never gave me money for 26 years. They, uh, they gave me money for my very first film, German frat movie to distribute the film in the movie theaters. They gave me money. And then for 26 years, 34 films I did, I never got subsidies. 
and mm. uh, uh, you know, <laughs> and then they came across and they said, we, we think it's a good idea to do that documentary. So that makes me in a way very happy because it's kind of like, maybe it's changing now. Maybe yeah. they're seeing that they did an enormous amount of films with worldwide impact with Oscar winning actors and all that stuff. And maybe they should integrate me more in that system where you also get some free money, free support, you know? So uh, I'm um, in a way happy about it. Well, you're one of the bigger names that people recognize from the German film uh, community. Totally, totally. And that is the thing. It's like, it's kind of idiotic that they cut me out of it for so long, you know, because I was also outspoken of it. There is not a lot of success with German subsidies, like financial success. It's like they, 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 they give over 100 films a year money and they, they just 95 of that 100 films can't like just don't perform at all. Like they make no audience. And so the question is, why is they continue giving the same genres, the same directors, the same things over and over the money? Yeah. You know, so, and of course, there comes like, uh, why they basically give only melodrams and historical films and comedies money? Why in Germany, no horror, no action, no fantasy, no sci-fi ever gets money? They totally cutting this kind of uh, uh, genres out and they don't help them. And, and that is the reason Germany doesn't have all that, that kind of films. You know, with the streamers now, it kind of changed a little. It's like because of Netflix, you have some like Dark or 1899 or you have uh, um, nothing new on the Western Front, like German films with more genre. You have that because of some, some streamers, especially Netflix. And, uh, but in the normal system of TV and subsidies and so on, doesn't exist. It's all PG crap, what they, what they do. Yeah, Germany's very tough on horror movies. They like to censor the really gory ones or they don't get a release there. Yes, and I think also that is very bad. You know, it's uh, they they basically uh, trying to basically do, they they try everything that they don't even get done that they can get filmed, and I think that is ridiculous. You know, if you say we subsidize a hundred films a year, you should have also five horror films five sci-fi films, five action films, five fantasy films. You should have other genres too. And, and just add then the, the melodrams and comedies uh, on top of it, you know? So that's what I feel, but let's see how it all turns out. And uh, yeah, well, congratulations on the subsidy. Yeah, I think it's a good first step, you know? So who knows in what direction? Uh, it goes in the future. Maybe then for a bigger film, I would have a chance to get more subsidies in the way. So, And speaking of films, let's talk about that AI, huh? And that is, <laughs> oh my God, I couldn't believe it. So what, how's that working? So you go to, you went to beta.openai.com. Yeah. Is it? I yeah. went to the AI and then I just typed in, I was like, write a script for the sequel to Assault on Wall Street by Uwe Ball. 
And then the AI started writing a screenplay and it knew everybody's name from the film. It knew his name was Jim. And it yeah. was not it was not the best screenplay, but I think it's amazing. I think it's pretty amazing, honestly. <laughs> you no, should I, make I, a make a film the written by AI. <laughs> yeah. But then you checked also like Tell what was it was tell me secrets about Uber Oh yeah. Well let's see. What it said I said I wrote in let's see where is it? Hold on a sec. Tell me secrets about Uber Ball. And, Uber and Ball is, is a self-taught filmmaker who has directed over 30 films, including several based on video games. It knew. And then it says number two, he's known for his low budget action films and is often criticized for his filmmaking style. So the AI knows you. Number three. Uva Ball is a passionate sports fan, and his films often feature feature sports themes. Uh, number four, only Uva, Max Schmeling. Yeah, only Max Schmeling. Okay, yeah. But it says you're a vegan. Uva Ball is a vegan, <laughs> and he has been an animal rights activist since the 1990s. Is that true? Yeah, I, I gave money for the the rhino fund or dog shelters and stuff like this. This I actually is true, but I'm not a vegan at all. Right. So, uh, no, yeah. he's also a passionate environmentalist and has worked to promote sustainability initiatives. That is true. But you know what that is? I think the AI is getting on Google. Is that owned by Google, that company or what? Who, op- who owns that? Company? I have no idea who owns it. It's Open AI API, an API yeah. for accessing new AI models developed by Open AI. So but then, I, it's clear, I, then it's clear that they have access to all social media and all Google search engines because otherwise they could not come up with this. Yeah. Well, we were asking it all sorts of crazy shit yesterday that I didn't even show you. I was like, tell me about when Uva Ball got abducted by aliens. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, yeah. it says a lot of funny shit. It's great. But but totally wrong they were on her now, right? So I, when you, when the, the it just, is uh, it made up wrong. a movie? Yeah, it didn't. It never heard of Hanau, so it decided to make up a movie. Because <laughs> I said, "Tell me about the Uva Ball film Hanau," and then and... they wrote that. But right? Hanau is a 2017 German drama. Uh, the film follows a young German soldier Hans who deserted his regiment during World War Two. I mean, it's totally wrong, right? So, uh, and then Max von Thun, Christina Urspruch, and Jürgen Progner from Das Boot. Uh, it even casted the movie. <laughs> that is pretty strange. You should ask, tell me about Uwe Ball's film Postal. You should ask and see what, what comes up. Let me do it right now. Let me do it right now. Hold okay, on. Okay, because maybe on Postal they are more accurate with it. You know, Hanna was a German film in a way, a German language film. So that maybe got completely mixed up. But if you put it on Postal, who knows, right? Tell me about the film Postal, in quotes, by Uwe Ball. Submit. Okay. Postal (laughs) is a satirical 2008 comedy film written and directed by Uwe Ball. The film is based on the 1997 running game series of the same name, and it stars Zach Ward, Dave Foley, Chris Coppola, J.K. Simmons, and Vern Troyer. It follows the story of a man who, after losing his job and being evicted from his home, decides to take his anger out on the entire world. 
The film features a variety of dark humor, crude language, and violence. The film was a box office flop, but has become a cult classic due to its extreme and often over-the-top nature. Okay, that is correct. Yeah. What they're writing. No, the AI is fucking awesome. I love this. You got to play with this later. It's so yeah, I will, I, will, <laughs> I, I will totally do this. This is actually uh, absurd and fun at the same time. Yeah. So, uh, I bet the Walty will think it's cool too. So it's for free, right? I can sign up. Yeah, it's free. I just signed up with my Microsoft account, but you can use Google and Facebook, I think, too. So maybe they should use it for the war. Like, Zelensky should type in, how I win that war. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure Putin is already typing it in, how I win that war. Well, we we asked that. We asked, will Uwe Ball save Ukraine? I forgot what it said, though. (laughs) No, it's, uh, that, that is crazy. And uh, so what else happened? The trial of Weinstein ended. I don't know what the judgment will be. I think it's no judgment. The other guy who was for sexual rape, whatever, Masters, whatever, that TV host got off the hook. He's free. Uh, the Scientology member who was like accused of rape in various cases. He's, there was a hang jury. So he is free. Oh, boy. And, yeah. And... Um, Film-wise, I mean, I'm uh, watching right now Causeway on Apple TV with Jennifer Lawrence. And I have to say, it's very depressing. I mean, she plays like a handicapped veteran or something. I'm only 17 minutes in, but it's uh, tough to watch, I have to say. It's very slow and depressing. Mm -hmm. And... uh, yeah, let's see how. How this turns out. Um, I didn't. Of course, they hyping it up for like, she should get the Oscar. But it's also, you know what I recognize? Like if some actors and actresses or whatever, they're always getting like the same names out there, whatever they play to go in the Oscar run. Yeah. Like they just assume it has to be so good. Like Will Smith now also in the slave drama what comes out on Apple. They just assume because whatever that it has to be in the Oscar run. And I don't get that. I, I think they should look out more for like who cares if somebody gets nominated the first time. I think there's a lot of good stuff out where you watch it and you think, why is that movie not in an Oscar run? Yeah, I said, you know, because there are maybe not the big names in, but you also cannot continue, like in, always give the give the big names also all the big prizes. They the juries should be out more looking into like what makes sense, what is a very good outperforming film here on a streamer or whatever, and feel like wow, uh, that was a phenomenal phenomenal acting and and and, and so on. So I hope they're looking more into the the hidden gems. And not like this obvious, like... The Oscar bait. Yeah, the Oscar bait. You know, like, oh, we do that always, like, whatever, handicapped people and whatever. You know, like, <laughs> people with depressions, people that kill themselves, people that have terminal ill. We had that so many times. And it's, it's like, kind of redundant. And it's, it's like, really, like, for the well, audience, it's tough to watch. No, in Germany, for Oscar bait, all you've got to do is make a movie about the Holocaust, pretty much. Yeah, totally. Then you're automatically getting getting put into the, the round of, uh, like, look, what is now in the run for best foreign language film from Germany? 
it's all quiet on the Western front. That German Facebook, the Netflix film, what they did. So a war film, but from the First World War this time. But like in Germany, you have to do war films from First or Second World War to have a good chance to get nominated for anything. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but I mean, we will see. I mean, I, I, I think the Oscars lost a lot of value in the last 10 years. Like nobody cares. It's like they, they, it has no financial positive input uh, input anymore. Well, when dramas kind of died, the Oscars kind of went down with drama. Yeah. Because, I mean, I love drama as a genre, but it's not like it used to be where dramas would be uh, blockbuster films. You know what I mean? Uh, you get those kind of numbers from Avengers. And the new audience is so brainwashed and warped that they think that Avengers should be nominated for an Oscar. And until it is, they won't watch. It's like, so the Oscars should degrade its quality to nominating like Black Adam or something? Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, no, that would be horrible, right? So if this like total shit Marvel films, basically. Um, yeah, yeah. They're all the same. Yeah. Also, the whole dispute again with Quentin Tarantino and then even Samuel L. Jackson, where Tarantino said the Marvel actors are not film stars. Yeah, and everybody criticized Tarantino for for it, and I think. But he's Tarantino, got a point. No, he has. Of course, he has a point. It's not not like let's say you have uh, the Black Widow is not Scarlett Johansson; it's somebody else. Then the somebody else would be you now the star making twenty million. Yeah, I mean, look it, at the fucking you know, Black Panther. Yeah, whatever, right? Exactly. It's like the guy's dead, right? So, and then they made the Wakanda forever, and boom, it's a, it's a mega. It's these are tentpole films. How they were existing also without Marvel, like uh, Transformers, whatever. They're all ten poor films, and of course, the star is the budget, the 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 the, the CGI, the effects, the, the the action they spend on it, and it's basically the star is the film, and then you have extremely high paid, big name actors jumping in the suit. And taking that films, making the films, and I mean, how much money would Robert Downey Jr. made if he just kept doing Chaplin and films like this, right? Yeah. So we know him as an exceptional good actor. I mean, in in uh, Sherlock Holmes, I love him, right? So and but of course, with Iron Man, he made his fortune, and he should be happy that he could make so much money with Iron Man, but but he's not a film star. Because yeah. of Iron Man, it's it's like you know that is the thing. It's like Gary Grant was a film star. James Stewart, John Wayne, they were film stars. Well, you and know they tried. He tried to release a big Hollywood picture. Remember, he even produced it. That the one with um, the juror, where his dad was like a, a yeah, the judge. Juror. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and then the movie bombed because he's just not. He doesn't get the same draw as Iron Man. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like, for example, Tom Cruise is a film star, right? He's a big film star. He's one of the last. But but he also makes sure that what he's doing, if it's Top Gun or Mission Impossible, is big. It's not Marvel, but it's big. It's the same budget like all the Marvel films, you know? But let's say a film like Top Gun without Tom Cruise, I doubt that it would make that box office. Yeah. So I that agree. is the thing. There, he is the star making Top Gun a mega hit. 
And if you have the Avengers and let's say whatever Hemsworth is out and somebody else plays Thor, nobody gives a shit. They will do the same money with somebody else. They proved it. Look at Spider-Man. How many people played Spider-Man? And it always works because Spider-Man is the star. Yeah. Yeah. So and I think that is the thing where what, what Quentin Tarantino wanted to say, it doesn't mean, and I, I don't think Tarantino meant that also, that the actors playing all the Marvel stars are bad actors. They're not. They're great actors. They're good actors. Right. Well, some of them. <laughs> yeah, okay, some of them. Some, some, but, 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 but they're all like known actors. They've known from other films too. They would be still stars. They would never get 20 million bucks for films, but they would still be stars and all uh, higher valued actors. But I think Tarantino, of course, has exactly the right opinion about it, that the star are the film and the merchandising and all the money they spend for advertising, for toys, whatever. So it's an automatic success. And it's not a success because Scarlett Johansson plays that, that part of Samuel L. Jackson playing their parts way better as other people could do it. Other people could do it the same. There yeah. are tons of women who could play that Black Widow and with the same success like, like Scarlett Johansson would do. So it's, it's, they're all, in a way, replaceable. As we had in Batman, in the, how many people paid the Joker, how many people paid, played Batman, whatever. They, they proved the point that you can exchange actors and you still continue with the franchise. So, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Leonardo DiCaprio is a film star. Yes. So, you know, so where, where, where he is in, even if it's like a, whatever, uh, not a big franchise film, people pay attention to it because it's Leonardo DiCaprio. You, we had it with Daniel Day-Lewis, where he was in, people paid attention to it. But there are not a lot of actors left when you yeah. see them somewhere that you pay a lot of attention to because they are in it. You, you, they still only work if you have, uh, if you have the right subject matter. You know, I, I think Jennifer Lawrence and Causeway will not draw so much attention for that film because it's tough to watch. It doesn't mean it's a bad film or something, but it's not like uh, because she's in it, mega million of people watch it. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, I don't know. It's like, it's... It, it, it's not so easy to watch to watch that film. It's not so entertaining. Let's say it this way, and uh, so and that that is basically what what Tarantino said. But yeah, I mean, always... well, people got really defensive about that without even thinking about what he was saying. That's what I don't like is that there's this instant backlash to anything that attacks anybody's precious IPs or whatever the hell they're obsessed their their favorite superhero. They take that shit so personally. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, I mean that is why I got bashed with the the video game crowd, right? So they took it serious without even watching something, flipped completely out instead of actually waiting for the content and comparing the content to other similar content. And but well, yeah, you made a very good point when you said like, since when has there ever been a good video game movie? You know what I mean? A truly good, not just your films, any of them. You know what are they expecting? Like. <laughs> Yeah, that is the thing, you know, it's, it's like uh, you, it, it, it is what it is. It's, it's like, exactly. Yeah. So and that is the thing you cannot expect. Uh, Jaws comes out of House of the Dead. So it's a different kind of setup, right? So, but yeah. I, I think also 
what you said in the beginning with the Oscars. I think in the very beginning, you had dramas getting Oscars, but the dramas really mattered and were genre dramas. The Godfather is, of course, a crime mafia drama. You know, the, the, the Godfather is not an action film. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's a, it, but it's a crime thing with violence and everything, or take Taxi Driver, take Raging uh, uh, Bull, take, it's a boxer drama, but, but it's also action in, in it. Rocky is a boxing. They, they all, like, Dances with Wolves is a drama, but it's a Western. Yeah. And that changed. Now, since 10 years, we have, like, drama after drama where it's only the drama. Where it's not like there is just family drama or personal drama or depressing drama, but it's not embedded in a worldwide important subject matter or a historical thing. That's you a know? really good point, actually. You know, Apocalypse and now Deer Hunter were war films. They were total dramas, but they were total war films also. And they got all the Oscars because they put a light on a dark chapter of American history. And, and so they were... And that combination, dances with wolves, whatever, that combination is gone. It's like now you have drama for the point of making a drama. And, and then the people are kind of bored to it. You know, like when Koda won or Minari was nominated or Nomadland was nominated. They're all not bad films, but you know, it's exhausting to watch them. Yeah, I would never. Or they will take the life that. out of you, films, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you know, it's like it's not like watching Mission Impossible or now I watched Uncharted yesterday with Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland. Uh, like, yeah, mindless but fun entertainment. I watched it with Walter, and we had fun watching the film. Right? Yeah, was not the biggest hit, but whatever. Like, you need films like this that just entertain and. You need great films. And I, I would say a lot of the films the last 10 years who got Oscars were hard to watch dramas, but they were not even great films. There were maybe some great performances in it, but they were not great films. They were not great scripts. You cannot like compare them to Raging Bull or like uh, whatever, like masterpieces yeah. of all times, you know? So I think that changed dramatically. Now, yeah. Yeah, then... Uh, I think that's a very good point. I think that's a great point. I think this has been a great episode, too. Yes, and uh, I have this week, I have uh, coming out the talks with UTA, CAA, Netflix, uh, like various production companies. So I hope uh, in our... Uh, Next show, I can report a little more about my next production or future films and yeah. get a little more uh, concrete. Yeah. Okay. Things are moving, yeah. guys. The needle is moving. We're having a great time, and the show is going to come to a wrap. Uh, make sure to follow us here on Twitter, UvaBall7. I'm Gary Otto Zero, and we will see you next time. Okie dokie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, guys.